Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'll take you for a ride on the devil ship. I'll take you for a ride where you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this start begin. Freeway Frank, uh, welcome to the podcast. This has been a long time coming. Absolutely. You as a Montreal radio guy, uh, you were one of the voices that everyone in the morning knew for years. Years. Like you were, Freeway Frank was kind of like, um, it was a staple of the city. Thank you. There was sadness when you were let go. And there was a lot of rumors as to why, like people didn't want to believe at the time that radio what, didn't know what it was doing. It wasn't going too well. Like both Bell, Rogers across the country when they were taking over stations, yeah. they were getting rid of all the main people in it. And here, because the French side was doing so well, it seems like the people on the English side were like in denial. Like, no, it must be something else. It's not. Yeah. People were looking for reasons that, you know, that Natasha and I lost our gig and there was no real reason it was well their reason was restructuring which was bullshit yeah. i just think we got to a point where we were successful i mean um you look at the ratings from any year we were there radios based on on that that's all we have that's our report card we had uh, we had great ratings all along but radio revenues had been dropping for almost you know over a decade the radio business hasn't been doing too well since the turn of the uh, the century and they've n- done nothing to help you know themselves Radio's been um, still part, a big part of my life. I spent 30 years in radio. It's in my heart. But they ruined it. You yeah. know, the corporations ruined it. And then, yeah, you hear rumors, like you mentioned. You know, I heard everything from Natasha and I got caught having sex in the studio. Which I is, didn't hear that one. Did we hear that one? What bullshit is... I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, I'll, I, I don't want to be that guy that goes, I swear to God, man, look, on my dad's grave. I don't think they would have fired you for that. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> and... Uh, not only that, but if I'm going to go down with the uh, the ship, if uh, Poseidon, if I'm going to go down with the ship, uh, I'm not going to get caught uh, doing uh, nasty shit with my co-hosts who I respect in the studio. That's the dumbest thing I heard. Where you know? there's people working. Yeah. like yeah, yeah. Right. So people you know, assume, well, what did he do? There has to be a reason. There was no reason. It came out of the blue. We were completely blindsided. And uh, it was the biggest shock of my life. You know, this is uh, an industry that I've been a part for three decades across the country. I left when I was young, kid, 23 years old. Started my first three years in radio in uh, Montreal at a, a station called 990 Hits. I know you're young, so you might not remember that one. It's not even, the frequency doesn't even exist, but it's it's now TSN. Okay. Because they used to be on 990. And uh, yeah, did three years there. Then uh, decided if, if I were to become somebody in the industry, you know, I grew up in the... Uh, East End, Rosemont, uh, near the Olympic Stadium, moved to Montreal North, had to work on getting rid of my accent if I really wanted to be taken seriously at the time in radio. Uh, nothing wrong with accents. We are who we are, right? You're yeah, Greek, yeah. Uh, Poseidon, Pantelis, you're, you're both uh, part of the community. However, I do force uh, 
I do force myself to get rid of the Park X accent because if I start well, going full Park X, no one will listen to this. Right, and same thing. If I yeah. if I started dropping the uh, Minga Bros and all that, <laughs> like who's gonna take me yeah. seriously on the radio? Especially yeah. when I started uh, in the nineties, right? Me, bro, I got a new microphone. Man. All kinds, bro. <laughs> but you know the unfortunate part. But I want to talk about that later as well. Is the un- the unfortunate part is you do get labeled in the city. Anywhere else yeah. in Canada, you don't get labeled. You don't. You go there. I'm Italian. Like uh, women thought. So here, I wouldn't want to tell anybody my name was Francesco. Francesco De Paolo on my birth certificate. That's a cool name. Yeah, but in, in Vancouver, got me late. Yeah, you know, Francesco, like, that's like, a cool fucking name. And I didn't even know until she said, she looked at my, uh, one, one of the first girls I dated, looked at my driver's license, go, who's Francesco? I go, that's me. It's like, it's instant seduction. <laughs> like she that's was, such a cool she, name. It's a cool name. But in Montreal, I grew up, and, I, and I'm not sure if you had the same experience, you guys, but I grew up being Italian. In other words, by the Anglos didn't take you seriously. You weren't a real Anglo. You were Italian. Same thing, I think, with the Greeks from yeah. Park X. So I had to work harder on my craft to get rid of all that. Uh, and it's still in me. I hang out with the boys. I hang out with you guys long enough. and It, it starts to come out, I gonna, know. It's going to come out, and there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But as I said, when I started my career, I had to get rid of that accent. So I went to Vancouver almost a decade, went to Toronto seven years, went to Calgary uh, uh, across the country again. I moved across the country four times, really tried to... To, to, to be the best I could be in my craft. Then got back to, got the call finally, you know, my uh, third third uh, year in Calgary, got the call from Montreal. Truthfully, I was supposed to go to Ottawa. I got offered a morning show uh, to uh, with uh, Bell to go, and at the time it was Astral, to do a morning show in Ottawa. And then Cat Spencer was at Virgin, and he out of the blue, after a couple of weeks of me accepting and signing the contract to do a morning show, a lot of people don't know this, in Ottawa, he left it to go to the beat. And the same um, national program director called me with the local program director here in Montreal and said, uh, Frank, uh, unfortunately, we, we have some bad news. <laughs> I was sinking in my couch, on my couch. And it was like, you're, you're unfortunately not going to Ottawa anymore. You're going to Montreal to do the morning show at Virgin. And I was like, just blown away. This was my dream. The greatest day of my life. Greatest day of my life. I thought, you know, in 1993, when I left to go out west, I always told my father, my late father, that if I come back, he's like, come back to Montreal. I go, Dad, if I come back to Montreal, I'm running the ship as the program director because I always loved the radio from a programming perspective, managerial, or I'm doing the morning show. So my dream came true, and I came back to do the morning show. And I worked hard on that show. Natasha worked hard on that show. Anybody who who was in that building knew that we cared a lot. I'm I'm a passionate radio guy. And then uh, that day came, you know, August 7th, 2019, we don't forget these days on our calendar. And uh, that's it. Fini. Au revoir, you know? So it was, I, I went through a period of my life. I loved, when I was young, I loved the radio. I was a big radio guy. Then I went through periods when I was podcasting that I hated everyone on the radio. Because <laughs> I, I, I started to see through, that's why I'm telling you, I know that a lot of times they probably didn't let you guys say what you wanted to say. You start to feel, wait, why is this formulaic? Why are they yeah. saying the same fucking thing? Then there was a um, was a radio station here when I first started podcasting. It was CFMB. It was that Greek lady who I was trying to... I was like, I have a podcast and it's got some listeners. Maybe we could do something because they started trying to do stuff on the internet. Yeah. And they were like, this is internet. This is stupid. No one's ever going to listen to his internet shows. We could just put our stuff on the internet. It's going to work the same way. Yeah. And then two years later, I remember they were putting stuff on the internet and my stuff was just crushing it. And I was like, you fucking see? You fucking, it's not that easy. Not everyone can fucking do this. You yeah. know, not everyone can make a podcast. And then I was just like, what's wrong with radio? They're so, they're stuck in the past. It's not real anymore. It used to be, I used to listen to conversations. I used to, I like this guy. I like that. I used to laugh jokes. And then it just became, all right, this is the time. 
formulaic joke that you that other radio stations were doing, like as if that's all you're allowed to say. And then, okay, this is what's happening today. Here's what's up next. Here's what's I was like, what? What happened to people? I want banter. I yeah. want you to argue with your co-host. Of course, not fight, but just yeah. fuck around. We argued a lot. <laughs> but but there you go. That so surprising yeah. thing about you guys was a lot. Of, I didn't realize how many people you were like you were in their heads. And it was the same thing with Terry Demonte. You know, Terry. Yeah. Terry didn't well, want to leave. They no, they made they, it seem like he was retiring. They, out. Yeah. they fucked him over so yeah, much, and time. he came here to talk about it. No yeah. one knew. No. Then he came to talk about it, and we released the episode. And be like, I didn't know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what did you think? The guy loved it. Yeah, I had um, I was in the same building as Terry, so uh, you know we're, we're like um, I should say, fuck it, a brotherhood. You know, yeah. I'm saying, am I saying peoplehood? I mean, I don't even like. No, no, know. we're saying brotherhood. Uh, uh, you know, we were a, a brotherhood. We're a humanhood. And, uh, you know, Terry Demonte, man. I uh, grew up in the '80s. I was a big. Uh, Aaron Rand, I used to listen to Aaron and Tassel, Patsy Kakis, um, uh, legends to me in, in, in radio. I Men still remember their voices. Mentors, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Terry and Ted, and uh, I know Ted as well. There's nobody in the industry that I don't, I worked across the country. Everybody, we're familiar with each other. Like, So to see what they've done to so many broadcasters you know, across the country, what the corporations have done, they, they really did a disservice to the people because when you're on the air, Pantelis, I'm telling you, all they tell you is, Frank, Tash, you have to wear your heart on your sleeve. You have to open up. You have to tell people about your life. That's how you make the connection. And then when they get rid of you, they don't even take that into account. It's like you're there one day and gone the next. Well, well what happened to all the stories I shared over the years? This is what you do to your listeners. And I, that's why the listeners reacted the way they did. I feel worse for the listeners than I do for myself because we were their companion every day, you know, and... You make bonds. I still see people all the time. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not somewhere that somebody shouts something at me. Miss you on the radio. I have a podcast now. I miss you on the radio. <laughs> and and the, the the biggest fans have, have followed over. But my mistake, and I don't look at anything in life as regrets, not really a mistake, lack of a better word, but it was not getting into the podcast game right away. COVID happened after we were in um, a lawsuit as well with Bell Media. Oh, what happened with that? Because also, not getting the podcast right yeah. away, I think I spoke about it on another podcast. Yeah. It was during the time you guys got fired, and I was like, they should just start a fucking podcast. Yeah. Like, what's we going couldn't. on? We couldn't. And they we, weren't letting you or no, something. Our, our, I think you were supposed to come on at one point early. Yes, yes. Cause, and uh, it, it was during the time where you weren't allowed to speak yeah, or something. Exactly. We weren't allowed for about 15 months. And that's when I realized who this company was, the True Colors. You know, this is a company that... Their whole platform is mental health. And if I could uh, tell you some of the stuff that went on, and we started with arbitration, then we went to the actual, you know, suing part, which didn't last long after that. It was 15 months, COVID, that's it. We were in a lockdown because of COVID. As soon as things started to kind of open up, then it was settled, you know, because my they realized maybe if we push this longer, they're going to run out of funds. Or But uh, my lawyers hung in with us, and uh, we did well. So... Um, what that did do, though, is uh, blacklist us, you know, to the point where I would never get hired. Well, first of all, I don't even, it's sad to say, too, but I have no interest in working on the radio. That's it's not to say that you never say never, but I'm not actively seeking. You know, the, the haters out there, and we all have haters, will say, uh, he just, you know, he just uh, buried himself, right? And uh, blacklisted himself, and now he's just bitter. Trust me, man, the state of media now, you think I'm fucking bitter? I have my own podcast. Uh, respect guys like you who are the innovators and started in this business and the podcasting business way earlier, 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. Um, I've always been a fan of of uh, this medium that I'm now a part of, but it's podcasting is podcasting. 
It's not broadcasting. Completely different, right? Different things, yeah. And and I've had to learn how to do podcasting. And I'm 164 episodes deep, and I still catch myself sometimes going, doing those little radio-isms that I never, you know, And but I've gotten most of them out of the way. Now I'm, I'm more comfortable, but I've always been comfortable on the mic. As you could tell, I never shut the fuck up. I mean, it's... But that's what you need for this you get business. People, I'm sure they don't talk. You have to do most of the talking. So sorry, I'll let you talk. No, no, I, I prefer this when I have guests. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, and it's another thing is awkward is I'm sitting across from you and I'm used to, you know, having you on my podcast, let's say, and asking the questions. I feel really weird with you asking me questions. Right? Oh, no, this is amazing because <laughs> I want... It's been... It, it, there's been uh, it's been a long time coming i have so many radio related questions just how life was then also i want to make sure we'll talk after the podcast i want to yeah. make sure you're doing everything you can to maximize your podcast because you gotta make sure yes because you can make enough money that you don't have to ever if it's a shitty radio thing you never have to fucking consider it you're the boss now 100%. And in the beginning, I know when the switch happened, it might have been, you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? But now that I feel like you're getting your feet wet, and you're yes. learning yep. what I'm saying. Because your costs are way lower than what the radio station would have to be. 100%. Yeah. I mean, um, from when I, I started, you know, December 21st, 2021, just hit two years to now, it's, it's I feel it, like the, the momentum and the graph. I look at the graph. It's always growing. The downloads are growing. Uh, but to me, it's never been about that. It's been about, am I doing something that that um, captivates the, the audience, right? Or else they won't stay. Right, or else they won't stay. There's so many choices nowadays. Everybody, we know the story. Everybody, their aunt, uh, brother, dog, and, uh, you know, sister is doing a podcast. So it's very saturated. It's everywhere you go, social media, podcasting. It, you you got to cut through all the bullshit to get to the actual quality, right? And how many real podcasts, when you look, you know, besides, you know, your buddy, Mike Ward, Yourself, uh, myself, I've been doing it, uh, Terry and Ted. I mean, you look at Quebec, you know, and I know you do a French podcast, which, which is successful. Uh, how many podcasters, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but there's not a lot of ranking podcasts out there. You know, I mean, anyone could do a podcast, but are there podcasts that are cutting through? Can I tell you what's interesting is that in Quebec, there are more Quebec podcasts ranking in Canada than there are in the rest of Canada combined. French. Yeah, yes. French ones. That, it yes, is, yes. It, it's insane how, and I keep saying it to all my Toronto friends, the comics, like, you guys are dropping the ball. Why don't you have a podcast scene? What's going on? And I've I've gotten two people that told me the same thing last month, and I was like, fuck, that makes sense. They go, where do you want us to start a good podcast? You got your studios here. They go, in Toronto, you know how expensive it is for us to fucking rent a place downtown and build a fucking studio? It's impossible. Everyone's a starving artist. We need something to be able to, that it's like kind of like key in hand where we could go in and get it done or else it's never going to happen. It's a big commitment and everything is too pricey in Toronto for us to start something, mm-hmm. which was kind of like a light bulb that went up in my head. I was like, holy shit, that's true. Because if you, first of all, you can't get organized and you, you're just making ends meet. Everything is super expensive. You're not going to buy all the equipment. There's no one to help you do it. No radio station is going to open the doors for you. No. So, and, and that should be a place that has the biggest English podcasting scene. You're right. And, and it's here instead. Yeah, it is. And as you say, look, and you did the right thing, man. I commend you for for that. I mean, uh, you saw the opportunity, and you did your 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 French cast. It's uh, it's it's yeah, man, and it's it's a smart move, you know. But the way I would approach it, because look, I speak French, but it's not my forte. I don't feel like I could be witty in French. Like even at playground when I'm hosting, I'm like the uh, the Bob Barker over there. I do game shows and they changed at some point. It was, you know, it's Ganawagi. It was English. And then they called me up when they was, can you speak French? 
I was like, I don't really feel comfortable emceeing in French. Let us hear you. I started speaking. Okay, you're good. Just say it in French first and then say it in English. So it improved my, my, my French. But I, I don't feel comfortable doing a podcast in French. Now, that's not to say if I have a Francophone guest that I can go back and forth and then do the translation, right? But um, it's, something, Frank, it's something to think about, right? If I can do it, trust me, you can do it. Maybe, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. And you do it great, and and I think that's uh, that was a smart move. But again, there are things. Yeah, I do want to talk to you. You know, post podcast, post Pantelis uh, Pantelis podcast, and and see what what you have to say. Of course, because uh, I'm not all knowing. This is new to me, and it's a like if, when you do come on my podcast, it's a one man show. Meaning, I know what it takes to have you know Poseidon there behind switching this while it's going on for people who don't know what switching is. It's the cameras back and forth. I do that all post, and I have uh, this guy Anthony who edits my my podcast. It's outsourced. Everything else, I paid people to come in and set up, and then, dude, it's stressful sometimes, right? I have a guest coming, like you're coming on, and I'm talking to you pre-podcast. I'm setting up the cameras, making sure I hit record. Yeah, yeah. oh, that was me for years too. It's probably not the way to do it, but I'm trying to keep costs low, and now I have sponsors. So what am I gonna do? Like just keep spending money? And yeah, I'm at a different. Look, I'm not gonna lie. If I were your age or 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 even younger, I was starting off it'd be a different position. You know, I'm at later, I did 30 years in radio. I'm in a comfortable spot. It's it's not just a hobby. It's something I love doing and I want to break and keep doing. Um, break, you know, like get better numbers, of course, and, and I want it to keep growing. But it's, it's, it's not easy, but it's something that I enjoy doing, but it's not easy. You know, it's, it's hard to be a one-man show. It's, it's very hard to be a one-man show. And, and for years, I was a one-man show. And then luckily, like Poseidon picks up shit really fast uh the first time i had asked him i go look this was gonna happen we're gonna switch it up i'm not gonna be doing everything myself we're gonna have a switcher you're gonna be doing it the first time i told him he was like uh, i don't know if i could do this and then two seconds later he's like i'm willing i'm willing to learn and then now he became the guy he does other people's podcasts too uh some french podcasts call him up to produce as well nice because he, now he knows everything from not just the the basic stuff on the stream deck, but now he knows how to use the ATEMs, uh, how to cr create sources for files, for double cams, all that shit. So he became, from knowing nothing about podcasting, to, in Montreal, one of the main producers. And I'm lucky that he yep. was willing to... To learn. To learn, especially in the beginning. There was not, there was no money. There, it was just me spending money and wasting time. Oh, yeah, you but, know. But he, yeah, oh, <laughs> but he was into it. He's like, you know what? There's something fucking here. Yeah. And now look at him. He's like a sultan. Yes. <laughs> He's a staple. <laughs> I've got two laptops, two screens. He does have two laptops. One's folded. I mean, two laptops. More than he needs. He's got a camera on his face. He doesn't even need a camera. And he has his own uh, po podcast with Guido Grasso, and which oh, is, yeah, uh, yeah. I notice, is, uh, is starting to do well as well. Dude, goddamn that which podcast. Yeah. I, I started as a joke, that podcast. I said, I'm going to get two idiots together. <laughs> We're called the intellectuals. <laughs> They're a bunch of lunatics. And it fucking, it works. It does work. It works. Yeah. yeah they're, they're big on Spotify. You have yep. good Spotify numbers. I think I think that podcast now be, become my favorite. Yeah, it, it's no offense because I, I get a lot of my creative uh, insanity out on it. Yeah, you you know? it's hard not to because like, you think you know the world, and then you'll get Guido who comes sits down and his tooth flies off mid <laughs> mid podcast. Yeah, and then the reason why it's not sticking is because what he thought was glue ended up just being toothpaste. <laughs> so it's just lunacy, and it's it's not pre planned. It's just no. how he lives his life. It works. 
And people think they watch is like, how do these people exist? Yeah. And then him screaming because there's uh, he found out that there's uh, rat semen, in, not uh, raccoon semen in in Tim Horn soups, and him losing his mind. How are they allowed to do this? And pigeon, <laughs> and pigeon shit. shit. What about the coffee? <laughs> Coffee's fine apparently. It's just Coffee's water. Fine, yeah. We did, we went we did a whole deep dive. We found that there's a, a the water in Montreal is not filtered properly. We need a, an investment of a couple of million dollars because right now there's birth control pill residue, oh, yeah. uh, e excessive ejaculate, yep. <laughs> all kinds of shit. There's Viagra heart. There's Viagra heart. Yeah. And he's he's reading. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? The? It's a great. It's a great. No time. wonder I get random erections in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not those handsome dudes you're talking to. It's the water. <laughs> How many times a week do you do your podcast? So. Uh, it depends. Now it's starting to be minimum twice the Pantels podcast, then two French casts, one intellectuals, one two drink minimum. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. What I noticed you started doing, uh, maybe you were doing it before, but I didn't notice, but I, now I notice is you're putting up more shorts. And I didn't used to. This is right. new. So yeah. And then, because that's what I do. I'm, and I'm sure you're going to mention it to me after the podcast because I focus on Instagram because I feel that's where my audience is. I'm really... It's not lazy. It's just I don't feel I have any momentum on Twitter. And then on YouTube, you know, I, I only put up the podcasts that have guests because I do a lot of solo casts too. You should put those up too. Just to have them because what happened to me is I wasn't paying attention to YouTube initially because mm -hmm. everything was on audio. Yes, that's so what I, was, I care about. I think 30 episodes in, I started putting video up. Then I wasn't really, I didn't know how to use YouTube. Like I didn't know how to make it. And then last year, the beginning of the year, I go, I have to find a way to monetize YouTube and like make it big. Mm -hmm. I put so much effort throughout the year as putting more podcasts on. So I started the year last year with 15,000 subscribers. Now we're at 40,000 a year. Wow. So it more than doubled because I put in the effort. I was yeah. pushing a lot of podcasts. I'm putting shorts. But Instagram, again, I wasn't doing the shorts. People here were telling me, you're fucking, you're so stupid. It, just do it. You have an Instagram account. Just keep putting it up. And then last year, one of the clips, last, last month, one of the clips of us talking about the World Economic Forum guy that wants to put, um, that wants to uh, infect you with something so you're allergic to red meat, so mm -hmm. you stop eating meat. The clip did like 2 million views on, wow. on Instagram and it, like so many new followers and shit. So I was like, okay, I have to start doing this more often. So now I'm putting every episode, there's going to be, I have a guy, Matthew, young kid, good dude. He clips them, we put them up. That's great. See, yeah. and, and that's what, I feel that, you know, you get to a point, you've been doing this for a long time and you start getting people uh, collaborating and start getting a, um, a crew. Yeah. You need, you need you a crew. You need people. You really do. Like when you come to my podcast, you're going to see, it might, you might laugh, you chuckle in the sense, it looks great. Like, you know, this, it's a different setup, but it's, it's nice. But you might be like, where is everybody? There's nobody. It's just like, oh, that I don't mind hang, hanging out. Right. But it's, it's a lot of work. But the crew you need is like, the, like is uh, other podcasters so in the city. Yes. All the podcasters that are good and they get along should be together. They share 100%. guests, information. Yes. Sometimes even contracts. Because there's some people that come and they go, look, I want to advertise, but not just on your podcast. I, I, I have to spend this money. I want to be everywhere. Yep. So what we'll do is like, okay, well, it's not just me. Not only do I have four podcasts, but I have my friends. They have French podcasts. They have this and that. And yep. then you connect them. You know, it's a, a, yeah. a, a, the ecosystem so that it gets bigger. That's, that's yeah. what I do. Well, that's what, yes. And that's what Rogan does in the States. And it works. And that's how you build it together. Because see... I come from a radio background and even in television, it was all competition. It's like, you don't hang out with the other morning people. You don't do that. What are you doing? Right. I go for beers. Yeah. I was hanging. Were you hanging out? That's, that was the mentality. But I was actually with, uh, with uh, Guido Grasso in the old port a couple of months before Christmas, having a, Really wacky conversation. Yeah, I bet, yeah. <laughs> like every conversation with I Guido. fucking bet, I yeah. Believe it. I've known Guido for over 10 years, but it was a nice conversation. And then at some point I looked at him and I said, 
he had mentioned you and I said, you know, uh, yeah, I go, I think we should support each other. We, we we're, we're not in competition. I, oh, never, no. I, ne I never thought that. And he goes, well, uh, I go, but he goes, uh, has he ever called? Like, has Patelis ever reached out to you? And I go, I think maybe once when I lost my gig and then the whole COVID thing happened. But um, he, he, he basically said to me, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> he basically said to me, you need to, to focus on doing your podcast and doing it great, but at the same time, building a community of people that work with you. And if you could go on his podcast and he comes on your podcast, we're better together. Yep. And that is true. So I said, okay, we'll make it happen. And I think it happened. I Poseidon reached out. Yeah, got out. your info from maybe, Guido and all maybe that. Maybe a yeah. week after that, he reached out. And, and that's, I think, the way we get bigger and better. It, we're not going to get better by competing against each other it's just not the same as radio because it's not, not actual competition no it, it, this is it's very much closer to stand-up in the sense that it's a uh, it's an art form it's not like i don't even like the term artist i don't consider myself an artist because I, I hate that term there are artists out there and then there's dickheads like me and other comedians but essentially there's no limit if somebody likes an album or if somebody likes a podcast this mentality of oh he's listening to frank's podcast that sucks he can't listen to mine that doesn't make any sense. I can listen to as many songs, podcasts. I can watch movies as many as I want. There's no limit. Yep. It's not like I, I watch Interstellar. I can never watch another movie again. That's insanity. But some people, they're very village mentality. It, this isn't a food product where if I go to one restaurant in a day, odds are I'm not going to go to another one. That's not the same thing. Nope. We're talking about a, a consuming entertainment or Absolutely. information. It doesn't stop. Like if you see my podcast feed... There's so many fucking podcasts, English and French podcasts. They're, if they knew, they're not, and some, a lot of them have no connections. There's a Quebec podcast, a, a podcast from Austin, New York, here, Montrealers that I listen to. So it's not, it's what depends on what I want to consume that day. Yeah. Someday I want to learn about aliens. Yeah. Fucking coast to coast. That's right. Yeah. yeah and he used to be on the radio. He used to be on the right? radio. That's where I first heard in the middle of the night. It was yeah. the radio. Always here. on the overnight. So yeah, you're, you're right. So I think we're better together mm -hmm. you know so i i thank you for having me on and uh, as i said we're gonna i hope you you get a chance to come on my podcast I, uh, whenever you want i'm always down yeah it's um it's just the way to go it's the way of the you know people say it's the way of the future no it's the way of yesterday it's the way of yesterday <laughs> we gotta fucking get it now and yesterday yeah plus there's a lot to say like what i like about podcasting is this is the fact that there's no one over our shoulder being like all right guys you can't talk about this or why are you broaching that subject yep we can say it openly um, I feel like people listen and they prefer, they like us more because they know, look, even if I disagree with Frank or Pantelis, mm. I know what he's saying is what he wants to say. So I dis I, I, I can disagree with him because at least he's being genuine. Yes. And I feel that translate, people like that. Prefer to, sometimes you'll hear someone on the radio and you're like, does this motherfucker feel that way? Or is he just regurgitating what they told him to say so he doesn't get fired? Which yep. sucks. But you know from being in the radio business, that 100%. happens all the time. I know from talking to older radio guys as yeah. well. It, it's been like that for like 20 years. When Trump first came out and said fake news, yeah, I had experienced so many instances in my career where I was told, do this, say this, don't do that, right? And, well, this is the agenda of the company. I'm telling you. I, I know. I've been in the business. So when he came out and labeled and said that, I was like, I remember turning to my wife. I'm like, he's right. And then, I'm living and, it. I'm living it. And it pissed everybody off. Now, you know, eight years, nine years after the fact, it's all too real. What's going on? There's nothing. There's nothing wrong about what he said. He's he's hit the nail on on, on the head so many times. Polarizing figure, but uh, you know. So when I'd mention sometimes, I'd I'd put clips of Trump saying funny shit because it was the best four years 
of oh, my dude, radio career. Hilarious. Like you can never go wrong. The guy's a comedian, right? When I put stuff up, I remember getting called into the office. Okay, Frank, enough with the Trump stuff. And I was like, well, I'm not picking a side or saying that I'm I'm conservative or Republican. This is or just lib- funny. This is just fucking funny shit. You can't. I mean, these drops are funny, right? It's just. I remember half of the time I was using them when Natasha was doing the Hollywood 360, and I just play a drop, and I would find that funny thing and drop it, and and people like listeners would love it, but. And everyone else wouldn't like it because it's like, this guy likes Donald Trump, right? God forbid he becomes president. He became president. He became president and there was no war. But what was no fun- wars, yeah. <laughs> what was funny, I, I still laugh at when, uh, like the sound bites were amazing. I still laugh at one soundbite in particular when they're, he's just, he's being honest. They go, you called a, you called a woman ugly and fat. And so we go, I've never said that about anyone except Rosie exactly. O'Donnell. Exactly. <laughs> That was the best. He's <laughs> like, God yeah. damn it, dude. He's because he could have been like, I never said that, but he's like, I did. Yes. For this one. Yeah, I mean, he's the most transparent, and he's not even a politician, but most transparent political figure we've ever seen. He lays all his cards. That was his on that was his table. undoing. That was his undoing. Now, um, look, just because you make predictions and look, I don't have to justify it, just because you make a prediction he's gonna be back in the White House if there is an election. This November, if we get there, um, he's going to be back in. It's it wouldn't surprise me because things were different when he was he was president. People feared the United States. You know, no one was messing around with Trump. There were no wars, like you said. But also because he refused to start a war. He had a few chances and he says, "Eh, it's not worth it, which is how you should be with human life. You shouldn't just throw away human think, life right? willy-nilly. Yeah. You think it, it, it shouldn't be that easy to just push a button or, okay, we're going to go in. So that was that was shocking in itself that a guy who came across as a thug and a bully didn't want any wars, you know? And and he, he's he been saying it the last little while that, you know, with me, there will be no Ukraine-Russian war. I, I could almost bet that will end a week after Trump is back in the White House. Well, because yeah, because that's a losing war right now. That's we're a just, losing war. We're just sacrificing Ukrainians. We're that's just right. letting them die because right. we're assholes at this exactly. point. Exactly. And, and and when you have, okay, and when you have a thug as president, and what I mean is he's a tough guy, right? Yeah. He's, he's my way. When you have Kim Jong-un and you have Vladimir Putin, you need a thug to, 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 to hang with those guys so that you're feared as opposed to a frail old man who belongs in a nursing home. And that's not to take anything away because we're all going to be there one day. But he's president of the free world. How do you think his adversaries are looking at the United States saying? Yeah, that wasn't well prepared. Horrible. You know who I thought they would have tapped? The Rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Popularity contest. Because that's all it is. That's all it is. I was like, oh, they're going to get The Rock. And maybe The Rock said, I want nothing to do with this. I have a good career. I don't want half the country hating me. But Sidney, can you bring up, because we're talking about fake news, Rogan posted this yesterday. Did you see on Instagram? Uh, I shared yeah, it in my, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. story. It was uh, uh, an example. Some, there was this guy, he brought up, he goes, look, the fake news thing is real. He goes, and we have to talk about what the media is doing. Is it on Twitter too? Uh, it might be. Yeah, check on Twitter. But I, I got it on Instagram. That's where I shared it from. See, I love this when you can bring up things. You know what I do mm. when I'm alone? I uh, bring it up on my phone. <laughs> and then you talk about I it. Fact check, yeah, instantly. But this is the better way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, I got Poseidon fact checking for me, yeah. and then everyone's going to be able to see it. So it's good. Uh, I guess go to Rogan's Twitter, but I, I, I doubt that he would put it on Instagram and Twitter, but you never know. Mom fired me from babysitting because I got with the dad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Your feed's a mess, bro. Dude, it's insane. <laughs> Scroll down. Let's see if you put po- No, no. 
Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, he didn't uh, just go to Instagram. I don't remember my password <laughs> for my Instagram. <laughs> and I have to change it, but I'm too afraid if I try to change it, I might mess it up. That's amazing. So Instagram, you can't uh, look at anything unless you're logged in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's uh, interesting. I mean, it's good because it forces you to make an account. Let's see. I don't think. the truth here. Oh, oh, he did it. Oh, wow. What a guy. Woo. We're in. His brain's not dead yet. Yeah, go to uh, Rogan's page or uh, if you go to my story and then click dude, on Dude, you have it. a lot of shit on your, <laughs> your feed. What are you watching? Him? Oh, uh, dude, dude. So look at it. It's all fleshlights and <laughs> fleshlights and pregnant babysitters. Yeah. Uh, dude, if we just scroll for fun, look at it. What, are you into, like, is Memes. that your fetish? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's just because I've seen three or because, four already. <laughs> sometimes I'll go. I'm like, just a girl. You're a fucking monster. Way, what I'm, is happening? I'm not judging because a lot of people have different kinks, you know? Yeah, oh, he's. We don't know all his kinks yet. It, what he's, happens is I go sometimes at night, I go on tangents and I'll follow random stuff and I'll like do it. Like not investigative stuff, but like I'll go down rabbit holes, right. these weird rabbit holes. And then I they kind of stay. You know, yeah. and then it just becomes like yeah. Well, the algorithms pick that up, right? So exactly. Apparently, I it for me, my wife was on my uh, not because she ever checks what it. She's so cool, my wife stuff. <laughs> but on mine, if you go on my Instagram and, and search, it's all it's all women with big boobs. So she's like, "What are you watching?" And I said, "Well, I guess I must be watching it because they pick up that I'm looking at these these girls." But because you know what happens is they send it to you. Yeah. I found out what they send it to you. And then it comes in your feed, and because you stay longer, because you're longer. like, I love boobs. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, this is what we're going to keep giving yeah. him. Yeah, my feed is asses now and uh, <laughs> and dogs. It's yes. butts and dogs. Mine is poker, golf, and uh, podcasters, and uh, women with big boobs, you know? It's, butts, what are you gonna do? dogs, and soccer. That's <laughs> the full list that I have. Yeah, they're the third guy, the third one. Oh, I've seen that guy. The third on the right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. I've never seen him before before this, but I like what he made. I just want to see. Okay, I think my there, wife watches go. those videos from who is that guy again? Yeah, yeah, she watches all those. Check out this post and article by The Hill. Notice this picture protesters outside the New York courtroom with anti Trump signs. How does this pic make you feel? If you love Trump, this may upset you. The weaponization of the justice system. If you hate Trump, this may vindicate you, knowing there are people out there that understand your cause and protesting on your behalf. Either way, you are manipulated to feel that way by the fake news. Check out this video. This is the actual video of this picture. It's two dudes. Mm -hmm. It's two protesters, most likely paid, and 30 mainstream media cameras there just to wow. record it. Yep. Now check this out. Did a quick reverse lookup on this picture. Can you see how many news articles this picture was used all Jesus over the world? Christ. I mean, yep. I'm still scrolling. The same exact fake pic. 
They make it seem like protesters were out there and it was crazy, Poseidon. Yeah, no, no, I understood. This is fact. Every this article, is 100% post, true. pick, yep. and video must be viewed with the mm. utmost scrutiny at this point. Yeah. Yep. As this year progresses and we go into the most intense digital war of our lifetime, stay sharp. They crazy, will do eh? whatever they can to skew your worldview. Don't get caught up in the narrative. Because at the end of the day, that's exactly what it is. Narrative. I like this guy. Yep. So I remember with uh, the protesters here, the, the convoy, do you remember when they had the, the swastika guy? There was well, just was a there. Okay, there's just a, uh, a group of four dudes with yeah. no one knows where Random. they came. They were off the beaten path. The um, uh, Trudeau's photographer was there at the right time to get this, and then bam, they were gone. Yeah. It was so fake, and yet thousands of people online weren't using any common sense. They're like, it's a bunch of Nazis. Yeah. The, that's all that the protest was. I was shocked by that whole thing because we went to the Freedom Convoy right from the start. I went with my mother-in-law. To beat up a bunch of black guys. Was, that's why uh, you went, beat, right? Yeah, well, of course. What else guys. are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, we headed there with uh, my mother-in-law, who's in her mid-60s, cool lady, and my wife. And we went over to Ottawa. And uh, and that's the thing. The cameras were there, but they were always pointing somewhere else. They weren't capturing the the celebration of Canadians coming for, for the truckers and against the mandates, right? And I never saw anybody pissing on the the, um, the tomb of the unknown soldier or I never saw a Nazi flag, uh, swastika. I'm sure if there was one, the media was all around that capturing and they were. And then Trudeau used that to demonize the people that were there. Smart if, move. If he were, yeah, in essence, yeah. But if he were a, a true leader, wouldn't he be outside speaking to the people? These are everyday Canadians who transport your food and everything you need in life. A good leader goes out in front of the parliament buildings and speaks to those people. That's what I would do if I were prime minister. Frank, I, I have one thing about that whole situation that pisses me off till this day, and no one else keep mentions it, how fake it was what Trudeau did because he fought regular Canadians tooth and nail. One month, okay? The uh, people who live in Ottawa were getting fucked over. The honking, the, they were getting fucked over yeah. by the government. I'll tell you why. Because they went there to stop the mandates. They wanted them to drop the mandates. He goes, no, we can't, we can't, we can't. Fights him tooth and nail. Brings in every fucking MP to vote for the Garbage Emergencies Act. All these people who were democratically elected voted against the citizens' democracy. So it's crazy. You got elected democratically, but now, because the party leader said something, everyone else's democracy doesn't matter. Only yours. Okay. As soon as all this shit happens, as soon as it's done, he drops the mandate. If you were going to drop them, why are you such an egomaniac? You couldn't just say, they're right, we're going to drop them anyway. Of course they want them dropped. We're going to drop them in a month anyway. Say that. Everyone calms down. The country's not divided. You're going to drop them anyway. Yep. You waited to freeze bank accounts, fuck all these people over, oh, and yeah. then we're going to do what you asked, but I do it on my terms, not on your terms. They're not your children. You work for us. They're Absolutely. not. He just wanted to prove a point that he's in charge, but he got them all in trouble. But then at the end, you agree with him because you dropped the mandates. So what did they? What did they say that you said was extreme? When you, if you drop the mandates, then that means that you're extreme too. You agreed with them. Mm -hmm. No one ever talks about that. That you did what they asked you to do. You just did a month later because you had to prove a fucking point. Absolutely. Because he's garbage. A, he's a narcissist and uh, he's a maniac. He truly is. And, and everything he does. Shows that <laughs> from the clapping even the other I day. Like, I like, like that video. Like, who claps like that? Like so circus he, seal. He's just, he, look, I, I don't like using the word hate, but I don't think there's anyone I've ever disliked as much as this guy. I've met him before. He he came on our, our show one year. Never liked I him, met. by the way. I never wanted to take a picture. And Natasha was like, just behave. Just like, it was like 2013. It was even before he became prime minister. Like, and I know Terry is, is close friends with him. 
I know. We 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 talk about it. (laughs) And but but look, it's like he doesn't agree with everything either. No, I know. And and he's and he's mentioned that. But for me, it's I I base him on I evaluate him as a prime minister, and he's has. I mean, look back. I mean, there's not one thing. Maybe legalizing marijuana, but. That's it. I mean, and, there's, and they still fuck that up. How do they lose money selling drugs? That too. Only I know fourteen-year-olds that bought boats because they sell drugs. And they're still making money. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, exactly. How do you mess that up? It just seems like everything he touches, he ruins. You know, he's the ultimate polarizer. He doesn't want to to play identity politics. He talks about that all the time. That's all he does. All he, does. he labels people all the time. We've gotten to the point where, and my biggest disappointment is seeing uh, women just. Who you know? I've defended many times in my career. Not say anything. It's International Women's Day, and he says that you know I don't want to get deep into this stuff, but he, he says that a, a a trans woman is a woman on of all days on International Women's Day, and nobody says. I was like on the hilltops, man. I was on Mount Royal, right next to the cross, going, "Whoa, this guy! Hello, where are you?" He does it on purpose, and he, of course he does. He goes, "Oh, you're gonna speak out against me?" Right. Is it because you hate trans people or yeah. you hate me? Or, yeah. yeah, and I ha- and I do. I have zero disdain for trans people. I don't give a shit. No, what you do, it's it's how they're they're introducing you know that uh, that stuff in schools. How they're pushing it. They're pushing it. They're pushing it. It never stops. It's always about that. That scares me, and I don't even have kids. It's funny that you bring that up. Yesterday, I was thinking about something, Poseidon. Yeah, it is weird. It's very weird that all we so. Gay, gay is a sexual orientation. I was thinking about this the other day because of the Terry Fox statue. Remember they said when you put the Canadian flags on him, they said that that is, you're defacing the statue. But then when it was gay pride, you could put gay flags. Well, that's this okay. is fine. Yeah. Then I go, that's weird because one is a nation, which it's your ethnicity. Let's say you can't change that, right? You can't change your ethnicity. You, you're you always going to be that. So he was Canadian. We don't know if it was gay or not, but he was Canadian, right? Yeah. But then the gay, your sexual orientation, you're forcing, like I'm forcing my sexual orientation on someone else. That is a little strange. It, well, it, it, it's bizarre to see Canadian banks, you know, promote the... Uh, a the sexual pri- orientation. It's very pride, weird. The pride flag throughout yeah. the... Now it's the entire month of June, but we never see a Canadian flag. And it's yeah, a Canadian it, institution. And I know a lot of... I have a lot of... <laughs> people always have to preface it by saying, I know a lot of black people. I know a lot of gay people. Yeah. I know, but, but I do. I have a lot of gay friends and older gay friends who are... They've had enough. Yeah. Because it, the it, older gays are very... Yeah, they yeah, work so hard... Right for for equality and all those years, and then now they realize what's happening is only hurting them. Everything they've worked for, and I'm okay with if you're a guy, and but you've always felt like you were in the wrong body, no problem. And vice versa, if you're a woman and you felt you were in the no problem. But once a biological male is competing with females and destroying them in those competitions, I'm out. As a gambler, I'm in. As a gambler, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't let me start about gambling, man. But yeah, for that, yeah, right. But I mean, how much could it pay? Yeah, <laughs> you know, the person's gonna that end dumb casino. Win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really dumb casino. But you know, so that's where I'm at. And I even it goes far as saying, okay, well, the Olympics are woke anyway. It, put a trans category. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not watching the Olympics anyway. But you know, men's, women's, and trans. Yeah. But no, I don't mind were, that either. They, they, and I don't mind that at all. And and see, people, it's the same thing with the, the whole vaccine thing, right? I never came out and said, "Don't take the vaccine." I don't give a fuck what you do with your butt. Just, Just don't force don't people. Tell me what to do and yeah. don't force people. And once they closed everything down and mandated it to me, that was a line they crossed. We could never come back from. Say, I said the same thing. I said it on podcasts. 
I was called a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, uh, me together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's crazy because like it's not a cons- we're seeing it happen in front of us. And a few months before they started um, checking the passports, and say, you know when they said that it's not what's going to happen, we're just going to get everyone. The majority is going to get vaccinated, so we won't need to do that. I was saying on my podcast because we were doing so much podcasting at the time because everything was closed. Yeah. And I was like, this is what's going to happen. They're going to blow it. No, that's fucking crazy. You're an idiot. And then when they were doing that, I was like, guys, this is slippery slope. And then the curfew, I go, guys, there's a curfew, which is insanely non-scientific. And here we were the last ones that had that long curfew when everyone else was partying. There was Christmas, vacation, New Year's here. They had us locked in. I go, guys, how do you not see this is crazy? They're stopping nurses in the street. Give me your papers. You're asking a nurse, she's, like, she's in her scrub. She's like, I'm going to the fucking hospital. If you don't have your papers, I'm going to give you a ticket. Why would a cop not use common sense and be like, not only can I see it's a fucking nurse, even if it wasn't, it's some fucking lady at five o'clock in the morning, four, whatever the fuck it was, going to work or even going to her boyfriend's house. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Who gives a fucking shit? And no, every so so now I've learned I don't care anymore. I'm gonna stand up for what I think is right. Yeah. Like I I've always done. And you don't like it, fuck off. I don't care. Yeah. What am I gonna tell you? I, I I'm still gonna fight for your right to be a dickhead. Absolutely. Fight for your right to be a dickhead. Because I wasn't for it. I didn't say you should or shouldn't do this. I said, yeah. I don't want, I want everyone to make their own yes. choices. Yeah. Also, at the time, I remember there was women that were complaining that it was affecting their menstrual cycle. And other women were coming online saying, you're fucking liars. This is disinformation. I remember one of my fans coming to one of my shows in Quebec City. And after the show, because I was talking about it, I keep hearing this. She came and told me, she goes, yeah, they're saying online that it's lies or whatever, but it happened to me. Yeah, we know a lot of people too. It, it happened, happened to me. Yeah. And when I say it, she goes, yes. they say, oh, uh, stop making shit up. Like they, they yeah. can't say it. Then I had a comedian here. Uh, remember Tatiana came on and she's like, do I talk about it? She's like, fuck it, I'm going to talk about it. She goes, yeah, I, I, people told me not to talk about it, but I will. She goes, I uh, got the shot and then I'm lucky. I got a blood clot. They found they, were, they didn't even know like in the ship could have fucking died. Yeah, she got. Uh, but you're not supposed to say people. Guido's friend, the guy who lost all his hair after the second shot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah Guido just, told me about that. Yeah. His hair just fell out. But the, there is a funny part of that story, is that the guy goes to the doctor freaking out. He's like, my hair fell out. And the doctor goes, because you're stressed. And he goes, no, 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 I'm stressed because my hair fell out. I wasn't stressed, and then <laughs> I'm stressed now because all my fucking hair fell out. He's like, it happens. It's, it's an yeah. adverse effect. You know what? Really. Look, it's something that I can't forget. You know, people have swept it under the carpet. I can't. There's not a day that's gone by since the, well, the end of COVID. I don't think it's over, but, you know, because that bullshit's still in the air. Yeah. I, I've always, I don't know. It's it's always it's always on my mind because, especially last week when the news came down that the federal court found it unconstitutional and unjust. And then you see the way the prime minister sweeps it under the rug. He puts Christia Freeland. That, that, that whack job to, to come out and, and say, eh, you know, and so, uh, you know, we respect the, the court and their decision, but we're going to appeal, you know, which is he, crazy. And, you don't respect the court. And, no. And, and he hasn't said a damn thing. The prime minister of Canada. So look, many truths have come out in the last little, little while, as we know, many more will come out. Right. And I think people, I'm sure in your group, and there's people, a lot of people that you meet, a lot of people have turned the page on it and start are starting to see it, correct? Yeah. That's why the, the numbers are down. I think where it was 85 for vaccination, 15 against it, even though there were a lot of people that got the, the, the fake uh, IDs and all that. I found out the federal government, a lot of employees were exempt. And some of the exemptions weren't medical. A lot of the exemptions yeah. of federal employees were uh, religious. They go, oh, my religion says right. I can't do it. But you weren't at the time, we weren't allowed to allowed get to exemptions for religion. Exactly. Which is crazy. Yeah. And then the other way around now. Now, as of the fall, it was only 15% of the people getting it. So what does that tell you? That tells you now that people are in on it and realize uh, maybe we were duped. 
Well, I don't know about dupe, but th- th- they lied a lot about, they, they made it seem like this is a tested thing and safe and no one's going to have trouble. But right. just in Canada, this is what I wanted to bring up. Yep. So they said there are no vaccine injuries. They lied about it, right? Actually, there are. And in Canada and in Quebec, there's payouts. Vaccine injured Canadians have received up to the, this is up to last week, the 24th. Uh, vaccine injured Canadians have received $11.2 million in compensation so far yep. for adverse effects from the jab. So no, there are adverse effects. Our government is aware of it because there's over $10 million of payouts yeah. Already. Yeah. And Quebec has its own thing. Apparently, there's the Quebec side of it and the Canadian side. Yeah. The thing that shocked me, too, were... It, 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 I have a lot of doctor friends, as I'm sure yeah. you have, too. Is that community that just... You know, so many people, I'm sure you had the same thing, were DMing me, too, saying, keep doing what you're doing. But they were, they were doctors. One guy wrote to me from... He was from a, on a COVID ward and a guy who was listening to me back in the day in another city that I worked and said, you know, you're not wrong, Frank, about what you're saying. Keep saying what you're saying. We need people like you because they couldn't speak up. They because, couldn't speak up. You, I mean, you saw the people that, that did speak up, like the Malones. Malones, uh, they, they got destroyed. Destroyed, you know, so they couldn't speak up. But to me, what, I mean, the circles and the park, the, the, you could only walk one way down the aisle, the masking Oh, in the beginning, masking doesn't work. All of a sudden, it works. Did you see Fauci last month when they yeah. were asking him? Did oh, you yeah. what he said? Yeah. He gaslit all of North America. That's right. They go, well, what about the masking and, and, and the distance? He said, I don't know why you guys did that. <laughs> no one said you should do that. It's not scientific. It doesn't yeah. help at all. It's all stu- And they go, whoa, what do you mean no one said that? You fucking you said, said that. It. Dude, yeah. we put stickers on the floor. Yeah. There was elevators. People were freaking out because people on the street weren't wearing masks because you said it. Yeah. And now you're... You're under oath, and you're like, I don't know where you guys got that from. That's crazy. When I saw that, I just my my jaw dropped. And Teresa Tam here in, in Canada, oh. same thing. So, look, I think hopefully it's behind us. I, I fear though that it's something else is coming. You feel that it's in and the people air. People are dumb, bro. People are dumb. People are yeah. dumb. But they think, yeah. but they think we're the unintelligent, you know, the uh, unintelligent ones. They really do. Like some people really think we're nuts For, thinking the way we, we and do. And I'm never gonna forget how how people treated me. Oh, for the the, the sexual assaults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you're quick, bro. <laughs> uh, like even for the minute stuff, like walking in the opposite direction of the mall and the security guards coming to. to oh yeah. Oh, bro, I'm never, I'm never gonna forget these. No, things. I'm never gonna forget. I get, I get you. I'm never gonna forget the people I thought were your most loyal people. Like you would think other Greeks. Yeah. You know, because the fact you're Greek might just like you a bit more. Pantelis, Poseidon. Italian community has always supported me. Man, I didn't have, in that group, they're the people that turned against me the most. I got so many vile messages because I was doing, like yourself, I wasn't doing a podcast, but I was in Arizona for six months during COVID. Smart. We left on the 26th on Boxing Day. We're supposed to come back 10 days later. As soon as I heard the curfews and everything, we came back June 26th. (laughs) Okay. I left my house. Like I had my neighbors go in to water the plants. I had my dog already. We, We didn't come back. Um... It was just a crazy time. I was doing Instagram lives from from uh, from Scottsdale, and I was coming out there and, and saying exactly how I felt. But as time went on, I realized, oh, because the hate yeah. and vile that I received, I, I will never forget. Unfollowed, trashing like I've ne- like my wife too. That. They were going to my. I'm sure you did too. For me, I think it was more because I was on mainstream radio, right? You've never been, you don't consider yourself. Exactly. I'm not a mainstream guy. You're not a mainstream guy. So for me to speak out, no one else in my, I mean, can you name anyone else that spoke out? Anyone else in, in besides maybe those guys in uh, Quebec city that have that French radio show 
X Radio but X. Th- but I think those guys also do crazy shit they all the time. They do crazy shit all the time, right? So but they'll speak out. Uh, yeah. So it's like 10 times they'll speak out. Three they'll be right, but yeah. seven they're talking about lunatic shit. From what right. they tell me, I yeah, don't exactly. know. Exactly. Like, did you ever hear anybody on CJD? No, come, they can't. Are you crazy? And show the other. like. If it was they, the opposite. They had that. They have that Greek guy on there who was fucking always saying nonsense. He, he was for the curfews. He was for. This guy's. Yeah, it was one sided yeah. all the time. So when you see that happening, right? And then you're out there putting. Uh, putting your thoughts out there and people see that i was putting facts i was putting statistics of the rest of the world and i was like explain this to me i was doing the exact same thing and it was anyway look it's in the past it's in the rearview mirror but as they say you know objects appear closer than they actually are so it's it's closer to us than than we think and i don't think it's going anywhere i think it's always going to follow us to the next i learned that most of these people are not to be trusted they're too stupid for their own good and they just want they don't use any critical thinking. It's where the wave is. Yes. So since the majority is saying this, they're willing to go against their gut instinct so that they don't get attacked online, which to me is insane because that's there's no way that's good for you. Never. How is that good for you? No. Every, you, you lost money, you, your rights, all kinds of shit. Yeah. The economy was the other thing. I'm not an expert on the economy. And as soon as it started to get announced that we're going to be getting checks and no, no, in the beginning, everyone's going to be getting two Gs. I was like, we're going to pay for this down the line. I, I, I don't have a major in the economy, but this is how our system works. Very, our, our debt system is already garbage. This is how it, we're going to eat a dick. Inflation is going to be way. You know what the fuck you're talking about? I think Trudeau knows. He's the government. The government knows the fuck they're talking about. Look at us now. People are complaining about their groceries costing fucking $80 for something that cost 20 a year yeah. ago. And they're shocked. How is this possible? You fucking voted for this. It's, you voted for this. Yep. Everyone else warned you. You don't know what the hell you're talking You're voting against your best interest. And then you're shocked by the results. But the media, yeah, but the media is bought and paid for. It is. And he even said it. I mean, he admitted it, right? You oh, yeah, 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 because we paid and it. Is, yeah. And it is bought and paid for. Look, uh, what, do you think um, Do you think he's going to resign or they're going to push him out? Or do you think it, it'll be an election between Trudeau and Polyev? Look, here's the thing. If it is an election between Trudeau and Polyev, it'll be embarrassing for him because he's going to get decimated. Yeah. Decimated. Now, here's the fucked up thing. Polyev, the little nerd, we do need him. Right now, we need a conservative government that only gives a shit about fixing the economy and all the stuff that was fucked up. And then the way the the wave should go is you need like four years, maybe eight, depending on how bad we fuck this thing up, of a bunch of nerds that just care about getting our, our taxes down and getting the economy back in order. And then the second they get too cocky and they want to start uh, interfering in social stuff, you get rid of them, you put a, a more a liberal uh, leadership. That's how it's always been. Trudeau, because of COVID, is the only fuck-up that the second he took it too far, he divided the country with the whole everyone who votes against me is a racist and a misogynist. Horrible. He made a bunch of idiots panic. Who? Yeah. It's so illogical to think someone that doesn't like Trudeau hates women. He's not a... Yeah, he's, he's a little fucking effeminate, but he's not a woman. He doesn't represent all women. That's insane mm-hmm. to say that if you hate Trudeau, you hate women. That's illogical. A lot of people voted for him. He, he overstayed his welcome, destroyed the economy, and now we really need a conservative government to pull us back. I don't like the conservative government being in charge too long because the second they get cocky, they do too much stupid shit. Like, don't get involved in social matters. Let society, let the arts live by themselves. Yeah. You handle the fucking economy. Free me up to do my job. But I think that's, that's what Stephen Harper did, right? He never went. I mean, they were trying to get his, his thoughts and views on abortion and all. He never went there because he knew once he brings that up. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's, it, it's over. It's over. It's that Preston Manning, old reform party mentality that, you know. I think he believed that if you electrocute gay people, they become straight, which is insane. Yeah. It's <laughs> lunatic shit. 
It's if anything, it turns them on. <laughs> it'll do. It'll have the opposite effect. So that kind of shit. That's what I'm saying. You can't let them stay in power too long. Anyone because they overdo it. You know, and also this whole. Uh, uh, we don't really have so capitalism. I love capital. I like free market capitalism. We don't have that either here. No, nope. because it's all a monopoly. Because the government decides who's allowed or who's not allowed. That's why we have the big three that dictate everything. I found out that Verizon tried to come in to Canada a few years ago, and we would have had competitive rates for things. And then uh, the big three went to the federal government and complained, said you can't let them come in here because mm-hmm. they're going to destabilize our monopoly, and they were blocked. Yeah, but for the good of Canada, it would have been better for Canadians to have the option to not have to pay to be able to pay like everyone else, maybe twenty bucks a month yeah. for internet and cell phone service, like everywhere else on the fucking planet. Yep. Instead, no, you're paying a hundred, two hundred here. You got to because they want to make money. That's not a free market. That's not capitalism. No, at all, at all. So they, oh, capitalism doesn't work. That when when we had capitalism, it, f- it fucking worked. Yeah, but that's what. Look, the Liberal Party was more center when I used to vote liberal. I used to vote liberal, right? I only started voting conservative when so I... So did all the Greeks, when all I, liberal. Yeah. When I when I moved to, to Alberta, I was still, you know... Well, I'm li- when it comes to, to social... social Socially, I'm liberal. I'm, I'm more liberal, but, but... government, I want a bunch of nerds. Yeah, but now it's like I'm, it's pushing, you know, guys like uh, Viva Fry, right? He was really left and now he's really right. So they're pushing us so far because we're, we don't want to be um, associated with this nonsense. No, not at all. You know, so... Uh, as I said, first election, he just passed away. At Broadband, I voted NDP. Then I voted liberal on my left till I got to Alberta. Then I voted conservative. But I don't associate myself with a label. I think I was telling you that before yeah. the podcast. I just like, I'm an ideas guy. If the Same. liberals came up with some good idea, I'd be all for it. They just haven't had any in the last eight years. I like Jack Layton back in the day before he died. Well, better than his wife destroying the city how, of Toronto. That's insane. How crazy is yeah. that, that people assume, this is the problem. People think that the wife can do the same job or the husband can do the same job as the wife. So Jack Layton, legitimately the last politician in North America that I feel legitimately cared about people. He did. And he's like, let's figure this out. There yeah. might be a new system I could develop to better take care of people. Beloved by everyone. Yeah. And a good man, you could a tell. A good person. Yeah. And for some reason, people assume that because it's his wife, same thing. And she, bro, she's been in power in Toronto for how long now? She's already fucking started destroying the city. The property taxes at, did I read 16 and a half percent or something in Toronto? Horrible, ah. and and I don't even un- and I don't even understand anything. Like she's a she's completely, she's like Kamala, Kamala Harris, yeah, unhinged, and uh, her thoughts are just going hundred miles a minute, and you can't understand anything they're trying to say. And these are people that are running vice president, one heartbeat away from the presidency, and the mayor of Toronto, one of the biggest cities in North America. Dundas these, Square these crackpots is what anyway. The Dundas thing, the, Dundas Square, yeah. Okay, so said we have to rename it. Uh, because Dundas, which I was unaware, makes people think of slavery. I didn't know that that's what, what makes... He was, he was a slave owner like everyone else during that yeah, time. So it doesn't make... <laughs> I never think of Dundas Square as slavery, but now the name she changed it to was an actual African tribe that was in charge of selling slaves. Like, you don't even do your fucking... Like, it's so stupid. It is so stupid. Uh, Dundas always made me think of sandwiches for some reason. You were thinking of, like, Duns or something? Yeah. Dun smoke meat? Yeah, maybe, like maybe that's that. what you're yeah, yeah, probably, But bring yeah. up Dundas Square rename and look yeah. at that. You're going to freak out. I, with th- that. I think that is, I don't remember the exact amount. Is it $8 million or more? That's another, I mean, this is where they throw their money to change street names and topple statues. $8 million and they Sankofa have a homeless. Square. Sankofa, yeah. Now go go look at the where it comes from. <laughs> Sankofa. Ow. Uh, hold on, let me just put this up for the peeps at home. 
Yes. I mean, and Toronto's had a lot of... Uh, Some uni- fu- uni- Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry, uh, go ahead. Fu- go ahead. Uh, where she named it from, read it, and when you find it, then bring it back to us. Oh, okay. My apologies. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, uh, Toronto's had a lot of interesting mayors. Mel Lastman, uh, Rob Ford. Rob Ford was the man. <laughs> was a crackhead. <laughs> Let's go. I want to I wanna know. She seems like she's smoking crack. He legitimately did it. It's taboo to fetch. What is that risk of being left behind? No, uh, Sankofa name origin, uh, slave sellers. You just type slave, slavery. Yeah. But those were the times. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at the Africans. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, but you know, that's what I don't understand about these people. It's like, okay, if they did it in uh, 1982, right there. <laughs> you know, look, like, whoops, Sankofa Square know. comes with slave trade. God damn. The that's party, the party of slavery in America around the Civil War the was the Democrats. Yeah. So that's what. Anyway. The term dates back to the early 1800s, a derivative of a proverb imparted by the Akan king Adinkra. Uh, it's never too late to go back and retrieve what you lost. Uh, hold on. Last week's emotion was the culmination of a three-year-long campaign starting in the summer of 2020. Yes, yes, transatlantic thing yeah. to remove slavery. Uh, go yeah, scroll yeah, down. Yeah, right here. Uh, but wait, it says it right here. Hold on. Uh, by close to 14,000 Torontonians ca- calling for Dundas Street to be renamed on account. No, it's not of right the there. You read. That's what I'm, I could read. I'm reading ahead of you. Just oh, scroll sorry, down. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, because this, this is the oh, article. Right here, yeah. But Sankofa's roots add another layer of complexity to the story. The people who coined the term were highly active participants in the early modern transatlantic slave trade. Yeah, no shit. Like, yeah. As everyone was at the time. The Akan controlled Asante Empire, which held power at the height of the global slave trade in the 18th and 19th centuries, was, in fact, an, ind- an indispensable supplier of black slaves to the British and Dutch traders. So you rename this place to wow. fight slavery to... It's so... St- but these it's dumb people gain a lot of confidence. I've noticed this, a lot of stupid people are very overconfident. Yeah. Very, very overconfident. Someone's playing a prank on us. They're not is, willing to concede that this is not an issue. I, I have the same problem with the statues. Mm-hmm. They're trying to remove every single statue. I remember the Johnny McDonald's. When I think of Johnny McDonald, I never once think of anything else apart from what I learned that it was the first prime minister of Canada. I, to me, it. it represents yeah. the prime ministership of Canada. But they look in, oh, this guy had sex with this person at this, but that's not what they represent. Irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Or yeah. else, if you go by that, then no, nothing can ever stand. Because yeah. if you want to look deep enough into everything, you're going to find adultery, uh, slavery, depending on when you were all, it, it can never stand. Yeah. Look at uh, Bill Clinton in the 90s and Monica Lewinsky. Did they ever talk about that? He did the worst thing, right? He did the worst thing. He betrayed his right, uh, wife, committed adultery. Everyone knew about it. Lied under oath. Which was amazing. Right? And, well, okay. It's okay because he was a liberal, right? It's, f- it's and insane. And look what they're doing to Trump now. 91 indictments later now, they, uh, th- that, uh, What's her name? AJ Carroll or whatever. Eighty-three oh, million. Did you She's, see? Did you oh, see I her with Rachel Maddow? Yeah, that was. I I shared that last oh, night. Oh, bro, right, you right said before oh, going, right before going. I to probably bed. saw it on your feed. Yeah, it's. Oh, that was so doesn't funny. That, doesn't that say it all? She has an opportunity there. She's asking about what she's going to do for women, and then she breaks into the. You're going to get a condo. You're going to get a fishing rod. You're going to get to go to France. But she's a lunatic. She that, is that woman's abs- a lunatic. Yeah, so I, do you remember? Do you remember the victim to you? So do you remember the interview on CNN where I thought, okay, now she's fucked. He goes, so, you know, people are saying that you weren't sexually assaulted, like, but were you or weren't you? And then she's like, look, people throw that term around. Sexual assault doesn't need to be you getting pinned down and uh, raped. Sexual assault could be the way it makes you feel, the way he said something. It's like, and you see his face, he's like, 
fuck, I shouldn't have asked that question. Yep. She's saying that exactly what Trump says. Like, I never fucking had sex with his brother. What are you talking about? A video like wow. that, that video out now to everybody, if anybody is on the fence, we'll put Trump. That helps Trump. That's an $83 million promo for his campaign. Because when you see those people speaking that way. That, right? Oh, nothing happened, but we got some money. Let's fuck around with it. So you're saying that when he says these are lies, fake news, you're saying that he's telling the truth. So now what, you're all working together against this guy? Conspiring to get him? You're yeah, conspiring against sure the host the of The Apprentice? Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. Remember what so, I said last time? Hmm. Which one? Oh, you don't remember? No, about Trump. That how? Oh, is it, do you remember what I said last time, bro? <laughs> You've been speaking for thirty years, allegedly. <laughs> no, about how how it's gonna make people feel bad for yeah. some people that because I said at some point like it's gotten to the point where like I was never like I always liked Trump because he was funny and I thought he did do a better job, but I, I was never really like a like a fanatic. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. But I I had I had explained to him that uh, if they continue this way. People that hate or hated Trump will eventually feel some compassion and sympathy for the guy and eventually flip over because this is yeah. abusive. Yes. This is And, you know, I, I've always said and always believed that Trump, back in 2020, November 2020, got 156 million votes. 81 million, so 75 million, 10 million more than Barack Obama for him, 81 million against him. It was a referendum on Trump. That's what I truly believe. Even though I watched 2,000 Mules, that whole thing, uh, were there voting ir irregularities? Were there scams happening? It seems very suspicious. However, very I suspicious. think it happens every election. Every, yeah. So the only problem I have with that is, yes, it does seem suspicious, but let's not lie but, yeah. and say that every election is... I think even in every election so far that I've been a part of, there's some fuckery afoot. So there's let's no, not pretend yeah. that it was just the Democrats. I think yeah. they all fucking do it. Absolutely. Just that he got pissed that he didn't put the right stuff in place mm -hmm. to catch them better. Yes. And that some stuff that was irregular that he caught, nobody gave a fuck about, which must be, that must turn your stomach. If you're in his yeah. position, you're like, I, I, look at this. And like, we don't care, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, when Putin comes out and says, you know, when you're trying to jail your opponent, they're doing everything they can. The guy is like the Energizer bunny. He's <laughs> still going, man. He's, uh, they tried... Uh, to get him off in, in uh, Colorado, um, New Hampshire, yeah. and now Hawaii. Then he was reinstated. Like, they're, That's they're gonna, crazy, though, to do that. Yeah, and then this verdict, the 83 million, which is insane, 83 million. Yeah, I mean, what kind of precedent is and that? And what was it for? In the end, it came to defamation because he made fun of her? Right. So look at everything they're trying to do. So to me, it's not even about, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, you're a Trumper, uh, all this insanity, but it's not even about that. It's it's about. I don't even like The Apprentice. <laughs> no, I don't think I even watched it, even though he's a character. It, it, now it's just about, you know, do you remember before even Trump came on the scene? You know, he came in, and basically, he threw a rock on everything, right? And everything dispersed. Everybody. That's what he did. He shook Washington because before that, you could still be conservative, or you could still be liberal. Have your thoughts, agree to disagree, move on. Now, it's like, I heard Poseidon say this. I heard Pantella say that. I heard Freeway Frank say this. It's like automatic hate directed at you. I want you to get canceled. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the, they are lunatics, yeah. what it's become. And how they, they'll do anything to take you down. So... It's, it's, uh, for me, it's, I hope it changes. I really do, but I think it's scary times. <laughs> I, I see it differently. Poseidon noticed too, the younger generation in high school now, 15, are swinging the other way. Like they're fucking, it's going to be a crazy generation. Like they're very, 
the ones that I have met, they're like super right wing. Oh, that's good to hear. I don't know, bro, because they're like, I like the middle where you still Middle's respect. Good. Yeah, of course. But I've heard, he knows what I'm talking about. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like they went complete crazy. Like, I don't want to hear about this faggot shit. And it's like, oh no, not that. you're 15 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Shouldn't no. you be in the middle? <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't you be in the middle? Yeah. This is crazy. Because now what's going to happen is we went through an extreme left. If we go through an extreme right years when then the left, then they're going to come back and it's never going to end. It's going to be the seesaw. I want to go back to the middle where you respect it. Do your fucking thing. Yes. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to protect your right to do your thing. And hopefully you do the same for me. Yeah. Let's go in the middle and be reasonable. If we start being like, this guy's the enemy. Fuck them. We're, we're just going to, we're recreating the same cycle. Yeah. I, we, look, I don't got to be reasonable. For me, I don't use those words because. Uh, I, I use them exclusively. <laughs> on your, in your comedy act. But I don't use those words because that's not who I, that's not who I am, right? I just. I, I don't want people to feel bad. Yeah. And I don't want people, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't need to use those words. And Because you're not a 15-year-old girl, that's why. No, I know. But now, see, they, um, I was talking about this on my solo podcast, which is out today. Uh, they, uh, Jagmeet and Trudeau are getting together to talk about how they can reform the electoral system. Have you seen this? I, I, I saw something come up in my feed and I was like, this reeks of suspicion. Well, think about why they would be doing it. We know why. They know they're going to lose. Yeah. And one of the things, since you mentioned 15 year olds, so now I'm just trying to figure it out because they want to make the, uh, the legal voting age, they want to bring it down from 18 to 16. Oh, so are they thinking that, of course, because when you're young and want to vote, it, you're going to vote, you're going to start on the left before you go right. Yeah. Now you're telling me that there's a kids- lot. Yeah. So I don't know if it's all of them, obviously, but we've spoken to kids who I was shocked and he was like, bro, this is crazy for times. Like they're very right wing. And I was like, it's impossible. And then I heard them. And then I've also seen shit online and I was like, holy fucking shit. I guess some of them are seeing this and maybe at their schools, like it's too fucking crazy and like, fuck this shit. And well, they're getting upset. And then there's other ones that are so easily influenced by artists. If an artist goes out and says, all right, 15-year-olds, Bieber, let's say, vote for Trudeau. Dude, he's going to get millions of easy votes of people who can't even think. Even though he's fucking up their future and they're going to be broke, they're still going to vote. I agree, but there's also something that no one has taken into consideration with teenagers that they're moody. Most teenagers are rebellious by nature and for no reason, like for the dumbest things. And I was like that too, you know, we were all kind of like that. So what I think is happening is because it's the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the norm to be a certain way, they're automatically going to rebel on what's mainstream. And so mainstream became be. so far left that a lot of them are like, fuck, this is, why would I go with the mainstream? These are squares. I'm going to go the opposite. But when cool. you go too far left, the opposite is not the middle anymore. Exactly. So now we're going to fucking, we're just going to have two, we're going to grow up in a generation where there's two extremes fighting each other. Yeah. And both excre- uh, extremes are scary. That's what I'm saying. We, we can't have this. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit, sometimes I hear like really whacked up shit and I'm like, whoa, I mean, no, I don't think of, I don't believe in that at all. In <laughs> a civilized society, yeah. in a civilized society, any extremism is going to lead to its downfall. In a yeah. civilized society, you have to have the trust that the other person next to you is also reasonable. Extremism does not breed any reasonable attitude at all. It's the opposite of being reasonable. You're extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to hate you because of who you're having sex with, what you identify as, who you voted for, all that. That's an extremism. We can't have that in a civilized society. Mm-hmm. In a civilized society, it's no, you're, you're able to vote for whatever the fuck you want. You're able to do whatever you want, like as long as you're not infringing on someone else. Yep. And we're reasonable. And we lost that. Especially uh, when COVID happened. Yeah. Fuck, bro. There's no more reason. Do what the fuck I say. That's what our government did here, at least. Yeah, absolutely. So that's very scary. That's the way 
Trudeau leads, lack it's, of a better word, because I don't think he's a leader at all. But that, that's the way he does it. He polarizes. He knows. He knows how to how to work it. You know, he, he's such a polarizing figure, and he knows if he says those things. I mean, look, they know what they're going to say, right? Yeah. It's they're meticulous with that message. So he's doing it to convince all of person kind. This uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dickhead person. What did he say last time? Human kind. Yeah. Or no, no, uh, her pe- story. Pe- people kind. People kind. Yeah. Uh, you know, in history, it's actually her story. Oh, <laughs> is it dickhead? That's not how language works. <laughs> Have you, uh, imbecile. I would love, I've mentioned this to a few people. If I had an opportunity, he would never. Uh, I've invited him on. Yeah, yeah, I know I haven't, but I would love to talk to him just one-on-one. And some people have told me why, but no, because you, you want to be able to to sit down with someone you completely disagree with and have a conversation. I'm not saying I'm going to like him after. I even uh, offered before the last election, yeah. I even sent him through our uh, common friends a letter. And I said, look, you come off on top. You could get a majority government if you, because if people legitimately like you and you have some good ideas to share and this and that, they're going to vote for you. I'm, I'm willing to help if you have some good ideas, come on and we'll talk about it because if you come off good, right? But he knew. He's like, I'm going to come off as a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. He well, no, he's never going to go on a podcast unless it's Terry's because- or That's that, different. That, you, because they're, they have- they're, they, they have a friendship. Yeah, they're boys. I'm not going to throw you under the bus. It's different, right? Yeah. That's completely different. That but Polly of Two I offered, yeah, and I thought he was going to do it, and then they never fucking did it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. He's not any fucking better. I don't know what he got scared of. It's probably because I called him a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I think... I think also dork. <laughs> we may have said something derogatory about his wife, to- <laughs> his wife. No, no, yeah, I like his wife. Uh, I lo- yeah, yeah I, lo- I met them last January. And I got to spend uh, an evening, a couple of hours with like a, a, I don't know how I made it there. Somebody invited me. It was like 20 people. And we hung out and spoke. And she's a lovely lady, uh, Anita. I actually reached out, reached out to her. So if ever I get a chance to, to, to I, I will definitely name drop. If you don't mind name dropping. Fucking name drop all you want. I, I want him on. I, I would love to have her on before. Like I had on, especially during that rough patch for Carrie Price. I could have put Carrie on, but I put his wife on instead. I had Angela Price on. And and the same thing, I'd, ra- I'd rather have Anita because we see Pierre already. We know what he stands for. We, yeah. We've seen Kerry been interviewed so many times. I like speaking to the other person, the partner, to hear that side of the story, you know? So we'll see if she ends up coming on. I'd love to have her on because she has a great story. You know, she came from Venezuela. I didn't know that. Immigrant, immigrant's daughter from Quebec. He's from out west, so... And he was an adopted kid an as well. An adopted kid, yeah. So uh, we'll see. But so I you're think telling me it's a it's a Venezuelan immigrant, yep, and a child of adoption from the West. Mm-hmm. Sounds like white supremacy to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, by the way, I'm not paying for uh, parking. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm no. just paying for parking because I hate getting tickets and giving more money to Valerie Plant, the yeah. worst mayor, and even worse than well, no, I don't know. I have Olivia thought about this. Me. I have thought about this. I wanted to run for mayor of Montreal. And I figured through my podcasting and my comedy career, I would end up winning because I saw the voter turnout is so minuscule in general for, yeah. for mayoral city. I go, Jesus Christ, if I mobilize all our fans, these How's, people are fucked. How are your demographics in the plateau? Because you got to convince those. I got to convince the plateau. Well, I'm going to tell the plateau, you're winning with me. <laughs> I'm all about less taxes. You know what I want to do? One of the things I want to do is, uh, first of all, these parking meters, they're, they're, that app, which I use as well, I don't like the fact that it doubles up on you. So if someone else already paid for it, even though it's it's paid for right now, 
It you won't tell you. No, you you'll still pay for it because it's not going to tell you because why? I'm going to make twice the money. Scam. I want also to give exemptions to people when they're going to work. If mm. we're using the app, this is, you know, uh, each each company can apply for, we have this many employees exemption. So when you're at work, you don't have to worry like, oh my God, I'm going to pay. I'm working. Yeah. I'm exempt. I don't have to pay. Great idea. Little, th- dude, little things just I'd to, vote for qu- you, by qu- the way. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> quality of life things. I'm not yeah. talking about the revolution, a little quality of life. Um, same thing with our money going in these stupid cock rings downtown. Dude, Roads number cock one. <laughs> By the way, cock ring with the cross right it, in the middle. You ever did, notice no, that? No, I never noticed that. Yeah, look next no. time. And, and then you see the... It, you got to wonder. It doesn't make what, any sense. No. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Just money that should go... And just reduce taxes on the people downtown and, the, and for housing just so that we can get by to stimulate our goddamn economy and these fucking bike paths. Why are we pretending like we don't have winter for fucking 10 months out of the year? What happened here in the Chabonel district where your studios are with all these bike paths and uh, you can't find parking anymore? It's insanity. No one's biking here. No. They're empty. And my friend lives next door. He has a loft right next door. I'm here often to play. We have poker nights. And before, I think... Oh, let uh, me know. We're going to be streaming. You'll fucking hang out. uh, Anytime. Guido used to live next door. Yeah. Yeah, Well, Guido lived next door to my friend Sammy. Literally next door. Look at that. He'd come over all the time. So... uh, uh, yeah, so the the parking used to be till nine. Now it's till eleven. Or is that I don't know if here it's till eleven. Six uh, and now it's till nine or downtown. 11? They change it to eleven. I know yeah. that when I have to go work downtown. Yeah, it's till eleven, which is insane, insane. You want people to go downtown? This is the thing I understand about these 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 small time thinkers like this mayor. I'm gonna make more parking. No, you won't. You're gonna have less people coming down. You want them to go downtown so they could spend their money because mm-hmm. you're gonna collect taxes. And so these these businesses thrive so they don't close down. Because when they close down, you're getting dick. For the extra twenty dollars, the extra five dollars, you're gonna ruin an entire district. Mm-hmm. It's so small time thinking. Not I to fucking mention hate the it. people that live on those streets now. They suffer. Of course. We forgot about that. That's yeah. why I'm saying the exemptions are very important. If you're working, if you're like living already, you get the sticker. But there's some places where there, it's not a sticker zone. Yeah. You have to go into the paid parking. So now you live there, you're going to work. Why would you have to pay? You're going to work. Mm-hmm. Give an exemption so they don't get these fucking tickets. It and it's not even the meter maid's fault. They're just yeah. following orders. Of course, they're doing their job. Yeah. But it's it's insanity. With, but, but look, Quebec has always been a special place. I'm I'm older than you guys. I think you're. Um, I'm gonna guess uh, my wife's age, 38, 37. Yeah, 37. That's my guess. I'm, I'm really good with that. Both of you, same. Uh, no, uh, no, fifty-two. No, no, he's. Uh, not to joke. <laughs> he's thirty, but he looks. Look he like looks divorced. 29. He looks divorced. Are you divorced? I'm thirty. No, no, I'm not. Divorced. But he looks divorced. I just look divorced. Yeah. I'm thirty. You're, you're single? No. No. Okay. Well, you hesitated when you said that. Yeah. No. I can't <laughs> well, wait to. I'm going to show her this clip. What? <laughs> You're single? Easy. Like, Why well, are you interested, uh, Frank? <laughs> no, what's going no, on? No. But uh, look, from from my uh, age group, okay, I my whole intention growing up, even though it was great growing up in the '80s in Montreal, but my whole intention was to leave. And as I felt the the second referendum coming, having lived through the first one as a really young boy, and seeing those red you know, uh, no signs and the blue we signs for the referendum. I remember that, yeah. So I was young. I left, and I and I knew I was leaving this place because I it it was it's been full of problems forever. Nothing has changed in Quebec. The language issues always come up when you seem when it seems like it's getting quiet. Something else comes up, and now they're doing it in a different way. They know they can't separate through a referendum. So what do they do? They start with the universities. They have like they they have ulterior motives and plans to do the exact same thing they've been doing forever in the city and province. And this could be one of the best places in North America. 
And look, we gave the key to the city to Toronto in the late yeah, 70s and I, early 80s. I keep 80s. saying that to people. Yeah. This was the real economic capital of Canada. It was, yeah. And we gave it up. And I was thinking, it's funny that you bring up a referendum. I was thinking about that this week. I was thinking about, because um, I saw a clip came out. Someone, oh, here, it was in the news in Quebec. They were mad at Tucker Carlson because he said something in his speech in Alberta that, oh, you, Quebec, like they, they pushed out the English. And then there was people here talking heads saying, we never pushed anyone out. This is bullshit. It's fabrications. I was like, well, no, you did put, just because you didn't point a gun at someone, you made it so this is tangible. We have history. We have, we have economics to prove it. Businesses, not just regular people, got so fed up of what was happening that they left, which affected us negatively here economically. And you did take out historic angles that were like, okay, I'm fucking fed up and they went to Toronto. Mm -hmm. So that did happen. I don't know why we're going to hide it. That really did happen. That's historical. Yeah. You force people out. You don't have to do it with guns. You could do it by making it uncomfortable for them, which is what happened. Mm -hmm. The other thing I was thinking about the other day is you could separate. Quebec could, just like anybody has the right taxes. Even It's not bad to talk about perhaps separating. Everyone else in the world talks about it. In Barcelona, they do it. Here it's taboo. The second they mention it, they call them rednecks, uh, uh, dirty Quebecers, and this, so so here we have a different mentality. You mentioned separation, and it automatically becomes some kind of no, no. You're allowed to talk about it. Why would you want to separate? What would the economy be like? Do you have a plan? My thing is that do you have a fucking plan? Because if you have a plan, it works. You can get a lot of people on board. But if it's just I want to separate to separate, and we're gonna go fucking hungry, that's a terrible plan. The other thing about separating, you have to stop talking about the language. You just have to be yourself, and because in the United States of America, it's a real country. You have signs that are Chinese, Japanese. It doesn't matter. No one's talking about... That's not what countries do. In Europe, where every country is next to each other and they have different languages, uh, let's say Greece, for example, you'll have German You'll have German or English on fucking road signs. It's not an English country because there's so many tourists. We want you to know where the fuck you're going. Mm -hmm. No one's like, holy fuck, this is going to erode the Greek culture. Mm -hmm. I think we overdo it. I think they need to protect it. I get that because it's cultural. You have to protect the French. But the way they're doing it is not protecting it. You're doing the opposite. You're attacking so much that people are going to get defensive. Look, what the fuck? I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to push them away where it's so easy to pull them in because you have arts. You have like, it's, it's a beautiful culture. So you have, it's attractive. Mm -hmm. But instead of making people want to come in, you, you act like no other country. No other country does that. Like, I haven't seen it where other countries, especially in Europe, where they're actually a threat of being anglicized and shit because they don't, they don't have, some countries, like some of the Slavic countries don't have the best culture. They don't, they're not exporting anything. And yet, and they're importing a lot of Netflix and this and that. And even they're not taking these fucking mm -hmm. measures. Whereas here, they have a good culture, like an attractive one. And the French language is, there's people in New England, there's New England French. There's Cajun French. Like, people mm -hmm. speak French in North America. Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana. And instead, we act like it's it's the most disgusting thing, and we have to, because no one else is going to like it. Like, it's so bad that no one else is going to like it unless we force it, which is, it's asinine. Mm -hmm. It's asinine. So it's not that I'm against separating or force separating. It's more, if you have a good fucking idea, let me fucking know. I, I, I'm from Quebec. If there's a good fucking, and it works, I don't give a shit. Look at Texas. Texas wants to separate. If it's good, <laughs> I'll listen to your argument. But if you're telling me I have to separate just because I want to be in charge but it's not going to work. We're going to lose money. We're not going to have a real dollar. We're going to have... Uh, then don't fucking talk to me. Come back with a fucking mm -hmm. plan and maybe you'll get me on board. You know what? Um, when I was living in Calgary in Alberta, Alberta is very much like Quebec. Yeah. Of, of the West. You know, the mentality of uh, some of the best people I've ever met in Canada. The, to me, the most friendly and... I have a lot of family there. Compassionate. Oh, great. My wife's from Alberta. I had spent some great years there, but it reminded me so much of Quebec because they waved that Alberta flag the same way Quebecers waved their flag, right? But I think it's because 
Pantel is geographically, the country makes no sense. At it's, all. it's so big. And the Maritimes have nothing in common with Quebec, which has nothing in common with the rest of Canada. And Ontario, right next to it, nothing in common. And Winnipeg, which is like the, the center of Canada, Winnipeg, Manitoba, good people, uh, but, you know, mosquitoes that are this big. And uh, you're in the middle of nowhere. And then Saskatchewan, Alberta, the prairies, nothing in common with everybody, but more in common geographically going south to the United States. Same thing with Vancouver. You know, Vancouver, gorgeous. But closer to Seattle, more in common yeah. with Seattle, Portland, which are all beautiful places, but are being destroyed now. We, we know why. Yep. Uh, all the way down to California. So coast to coast, Canadians have never really, you know, they've always have their preconceived notions about other Canadians because of what they hear. Ah, oh, Quebecers are like this, and uh, out west are like this. They're a bunch of uh, rednecks, and Quebecers are a bunch of Frenchies. Whatever the case is, it's because of geography. Yeah, because it's hard to put yourself in somebody else's shoes when you're not living the life they're living in that province because it's completely different. Having lived in BC and Alberta and Ontario and Quebec, I have a sense for, I really learned, I, I, I joke about this all the time, I feel like the, the ultimate Canadian because I know their difficulties and their strengths in every province and I get it. I get why the West feels neglected by the East. And by the time the election rolls across the country, it's over, right? Because we're different. Yep. We're just different people. But in the end, we're the same. We're all human, right? But I think with social media, you would think it would help understand other people better because it's all there in front and disposed for you. But I think it's hurt it because it's so polarized that we, we, it puts each other against each other. Like Western Canadians are this way and Quebecers that more than ever, I feel. I think know? we could have an economic union, but the idea that Canada, like everyone, if anyone talks about separating, whether it's Alberta or Quebec, they're bad people and this and that. But I, every other country, like there's even the states, they talk about seceding. Texas is ready. Texas, we have our own fucking National Guard. We have our own army and we're different. So if we want to fucking leave, we're going to fucking leave. And I'm not like, oh, they, I even California, if they want to like... Dude, no one's for th this is all forced shit. It's such a big landscape. It makes sense that some people want to preserve the and Quebec is different. We do we do things differently than let's say a lot of places in Ontario or in Alberta, especially. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. You could want to protect your culture and be different and maybe even separate and have your own economy, but it has to also make sense. Mm -hmm. Alberta, it makes sense if they want to separate because because of the oil, the amount of money they have, they, blah, 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 they could stabilize. Become yeah. a world power in at least e economically, and especially when they had no debts. Remember mm -hmm. when they had they were the only well, yeah. state in the entire planet that had no debt. Yeah. So them it's different. Quebec, we're all debt, baby. Oh boy, that's we, we don't know what we're that's doing. That's the pillar of the economy. <laughs> that's the pillar of the economy, like every other economy. So here it's a bit different. It's mm -hmm. it's it's led ideal uh, ideologically because you're like, yo, you have to protect the French, and a lot of people are like, fuck yeah, I, I can't lose the French, but. All their plans are not going to help protect French. Mm -hmm. They're just going to help protect their jobs, but we're going to lower the quality of life in Quebec, which is not good. So until some good politicians ar ar arrive, which it might happen with good plans, when that happens, dude, I could see Canada separating. I could see the U.S. separating too. Nothing lasts forever. No, It's been happening all over the fucking world. It's just the way it is. We grew up in this, so we assume it can't change. But of course it could fucking change. Tomorrow, if there's a good economic platform for Quebec, and Quebec will be much stronger independently, and it could take care of its own stuff, Dude, if you vote and everyone's life is going to get better, you're 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 losing that vote for staying in. This fucking place is separating. If it's better for you, that's what you're going to vote for. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 dumb to. But they're doing it the wrong way now. They're attacking too many people. Mm -hmm. 
And the government does it on purpose because it's easier because they know they're not going to win right now, referendum. So like, let's divide people so that we get our votes so that we're always, because we're protecting them from these, these, these strangers that are trying to steal Quebec or mm-hmm. destroy the culture, which there are people who are going to come here and they're going to fucking hate the culture, but it's part of it is our fault because we're not as welcoming. We should take in less immigrants if you want to avoid that. We're taking in half a million people. Well, they're taking in those people to get them to vote for right. the parties that know are decreasing. You know, their their numbers are their yeah. numbers are decreasing. crazy. Yeah, that we're allowed to do this. Yeah. We're bringing in human slaves. Look, we're we're um, kids of immigrants. Maybe your your parents were born here. No, nope. I would imagine immigrants. Nope. Uh, immigrants too. Yep. So I was gonna say maybe your grandparents, but uh, you know, my uh, my mom and dad came here on a boat in the Halifax Harbor. I mean, with my sister, all born in Italy. So, uh, you know, I'm not anti. Immigration, of but, course, yeah. th- but there also has to be rules set forward. Can people can be crossing like in the southern border for a free for all? I get not, why Texas is mad. I course. fucking get. It. I'd be furious. Of course, and and things need to be done correctly. That's not the way you do it, right? There's a way to become a and be naturalized American citizen. Same thing with Canada, and we need to do it the right way. We need to take care of our own shit and really figure it out before we're welcoming people into. This pile of shit we still can't figure out and only makes things worse. It's not to say we don't want people to come. Of course, that's what no, no, Canada that, and the United States were built on. That's right? how countries work. You're yeah. going to have immigration. But also we make people mad and I get it because we promised them one thing. Trudeau says, come, you have opportunity, you have this and that. And they show up here. It's like, actually, there's a housing crisis. There's a job crisis. Uh, we have a major inflation. And they come here like, yo, what the fuck, dude? You told me. I would have opportunities. Now I'm not allowed to work also because my degree means nothing to you. I have to redo my schooling. I'm fucking 47 years old. That's horrible. Yeah. You know, you have people driving Ubers that could be doctors and engineers. Yeah. You know, It happens a lot. Uh, uh, they'll yeah. tell me the story in the Uber and I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And, and the reason some of the stuff we don't recognize is weird. It's it's like, it's it's the same anatomy. of a, Like I understand if, if somebody comes from uh, Asian village and he's a witch doctor. And he's like, I'm a dog. The way I do is I pray and I put lemon on wounds. Okay, yeah. you're not going to be a doctor in North America. <laughs> but if you're talking about like modern, like like a Tunisian or yeah. an Egyptian who has, was a fucking doctor, he studied in France, and modern we don't medicine. respect that yeah, in modern medicine, to, yeah. we're being assholes. Yes. Yeah, we're being dicks. Absolutely. But yeah, dude, Frank, this was fucking, this was a good podcast. We fucking went crazy. Thanks, man. I like it. We uh, started the uh, calm and then we just and I, <laughs> lost our goddamn minds. Then we got agitated. Yeah. I'm sure this podcast could go, there's no doubt in my mind, because you can talk and I can talk for another two or three oh, hours. Oh, dude, uh, I'd be down. Probably longer. Yeah, I'd, I'd be, uh, next time, that's what we're going to do. Let's, let's do a part two. We're going to do a part two. We could even live stream. 100%. This one's in my top five. Oh, no. you had fun today? Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look I at you. That's very nice. Very I, I take that as uh, I'm... Uh, uh, f- I'm so happy you said you We've said only that. done five yeah. podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> There's only been five episodes of this guy. Frank, but, something tells me you got experience, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, beside <laughs> it, I'm, I'm, I'm touched because I get easily touched, not in that way. Yeah. Hey. When, when people uh, pay genuine comments uh, or compliments. So um, thanks, guys. I appreciate being on here. And uh, I was waiting for my, my moment to come on here because I knew it would be a great conversation. You're great at what you do. You guys are both great. And I hope to have you on the Drive-By Podcast soon. I'll send that invitation with my publicist. His name is Frank. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Frank is also Poseidon and everything else. And uh, hopefully we'll get you on sooner than later. Whenever you want, I'm always down. And all the links to Drive-By and all your social media are already in the description. So it's already easy for people. They just need to click. I find if you put in the description, it's easier for people to click. You just tell them. 
they're not they're gonna forget they're not gonna go but everything's there so they could one by one youtube instagram everything bam 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 subscribe uh if you already subscribed to this subscribe to frank there's no reason not to uh similar ideas montrealer a lot of fun frank thank you so much thanks buddy appreciate it love your stuff Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.